0: Calhoun's,
1: the restaurant down in Knoxville that had to apologize because they posted on their Twitter account that they received word from the management team that John Gruden was dining at the restaurant with Peyton Manning. They were wrong about that. John Gruden was nowhere near that (laughs) restaurant, and it got everybody all fired up. And they had to apologize about it. Epic fail.
2: Epic fail because John Gruden's
1: all the way on the other side of the country up in Seattle getting ready for a Monday night football game. Right. Yeah, he was prepping for that, and he wasn't around whatsoever. So, Come on, Calhoun. Unless he really was there, Mm. and they said, listen, you have to apologize and say that I wasn't here, even though I really was, Mm. because we can't get this thing even hotter than it is. Yeah. Unless that happened. But groomers. The groomers. Mm-hmm. And Peyton Manning was there because they celebrated
2: a, a conference championship team that he was on back in the 90s. So he definitely could have been at Calhoun's, but Gruden, no.
1: Stacey's in Myrtle Beach on CBS Sports Radio. Good morning, Stacey. What's happening?
0: Good morning, boss. How you doing? <laughs>
1: Good, boss. boss. What's, What's up, happening? Boss? <laughs> I just wanted to say, Brian, y'all got so
2: daggone lucky Saturday that Will Greer got hurt. Oh, That's yeah. That's
0: the only reason y'all won.
2: Oh, thank you. Appreciate that. We'll take Thanks. luck. Yeah. When, when you're sitting there trying to get to a bowl game, you will take luck any day of the week. And you're right. Will Greer goes down as he's trying to score there early in that ball game and ends up breaking his finger. It was nasty, oh, We're still in a
3: better bowl than y'all. Because so? are still better than I don't y'all. care.
2: We beat you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Get yeah, we
3: were bowl eligible last week, not
2: like y'all were. <laughs> you're going to lose this week to Oklahoma. Uh, no, 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 no.
1: If Greer's back, yeah. If Greer I will checking.
2: not be back. He's going to have to have surgery on that finger, man. You're going to have Chaganoff on that, right? Whatever his name is. Chaganoff. Oh, oh, yeah, it's over. He, yeah. pl- he played he all down. right. He just went up against a better defense. Our defense was better than yours. Oh, no right. right. he oh, hell. And let right. me tell you yeah. this. No, no. We were sitting here talking about these, uh, these offensive linemen from my Cowboys, having Connor Williams back for the Longhorns was such a huge difference. This guy's an All American. He'll be a high draft pick at the next level. He was mean. He was nasty. And that's another reason your West Virginia Mountaineers went down.
0: Shouldn't have lost the first seven points that
3: Drew scored when he went out of bounds there. The,
2: he fumbled out of bounds. Th- through the end yeah, zone.
3: No, I think he fumbled before it went through the end zone. Uh-huh. I think he was out.
2: Okay,
1: whatever. You guys done? Uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah, done, yeah, Stacy? Yeah, you yeah, y'all y'all gotta y-
2: look. Well, you just, you just, you just sit over there and stew over that loss. Yeah, <laughs> I am big time, definitely. All right, Thanks, shit. boss. Yeah, right. <laughs> Bows. That was a signature win and 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 Tom Herman there at Texas got a little emotional after the, the ball game because he's been saying and he even said it to us, uh here you were doing some stuff down the down the way, uh G when we had him on. He talked about winning one of those games you're not supposed to win. they're they're, they're winning the ones they should win, other than Maryland. Uh but you gotta win one you're not supposed to win. They weren't picked to win that ball game going up to West Virginia. And, and they got a, a victory. So uh, now they're bowl-eligible, and, and that means a lot.
1: William in College Station next up on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, William? Hey, guys. Good morning. Good, good morning, morning, William. Good morning. Now, I had a question for Brian. Um, what do you think about A&M and Texas in a bowl game? you want it to happen at all? Oh, heck yeah. That'd
2: be great. I'm all for them re- reviving the rivalry uh, with, with Texas A&M. And, uh, and Coach Herman is on record as saying, yes, that would be cool. And there are others uh, there at the University of Texas. I think President Finvest has said it as well. So, yes, bring back that rivalry. And if it's in a bowl game, that's even better. Uh, I'm hearing uh, Texas may go to a bowl, uh Camping World Bowl in, in Orlando. And uh, I don't know, uh, as far as the allegiance uh, with that bowl, what the SEC – uh, whether or not they're aligned with that bowl or not, but uh, you got Texas and m sitting there at seven and four, a win on the road at Ole Miss this past weekend, and and Texas is is six and five, so uh, we'll see. But yeah, I'm all for it, man. That'd be cool.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't know if I wanted to
1: come back in in a you know a lesser bowl game or something on a bigger stage, or if it's just worth it to get it back on the field because I want to see the game back. Yeah, but I don't you know I don't know when. I guess I can't be picky and Juicy about it, just get the game back on the field and let's go. Yeah,
2: I, I'm all for that. I wish they would revive that that rivalry. That's a great one.
1: Thanks, man. I'm trying to find the affiliations here of the Camping World. Uh, it's the
2: Big 12 and that's all I know. <laughs> mm, Camping World. Uh, ACC. ACC, okay. Yeah. Mm, so it may be uh, Vatech or let's see who else is be bowl eligible there in the ACC. We know Miami and Clemson will be in bigger bowls, uh, maybe in the playoffs. Uh, but uh, by Tech, Slim yeah. Pickens, is yeah. it Slim picking? <laughs> After slim.
1: Miami and Clemson is pretty slim? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Let's
2: see. Um, oh, maybe in. Virginia, right. Virginia is, uh, they're bowl eligible for the first time since 2010, 2011. So maybe it'll be Virginia. Have fun. That'd be a good one. Would it come on? Virginia's tough, banker. Come on, man. Almost had Miami last weekend. Wow, I bet people
1: were sitting I'll up. Tell lying. you, man, how far your program has fallen. Oh, we've fallen. Yeah, the bottom, dog. <laughs> I mean, think about it. We're just happy we're so sit- eligible. you are sitting here, fired up. Yes. the camping world bowl in
2: Orlando I, I didn't against say, Virginia. I, I'm fired up about it. You, 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 that's all I got. Wow, yes, we, we've hit the bottom. What has happened to you? Uh, Texas. Yeah, <laughs> that's I guess what's so.
1: happened to me. Uh five and uh five and seven seasons. That's what's happened to me. Yeah, I guess so. Yep. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Daniel in Boise joins us on CBS Sports Radio. What's going on, Daniel? Not much. How you guys doing? Good morning, what's up?
3: I was just wanting to know what your guys' thoughts were on
1: Boise State and them they pretty much got an attaboy
3: here at the end of the season getting back into the polls even though they completely shut down San Diego State and Donnell Pumphrey. They were number 19 then. I understand that we had the heartbreaking loss with Washington State and all, and Virginia, but both those losses don't look as bad as they used to. But I was just
2: wanting to know your guys' thoughts. And as for Sean Penny, you, you mentioned uh, you 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 uh, were trying to mention not Donnell Pomfrey. He's yeah. uh, now in the yeah. NFL. Uh, but right. Penny, yeah, uh, yeah, I, I'm surprised Boise turned things around in the manner in which they have. Uh, you, you, you're correct, Daniel. Uh, the, the, they have gone quietly, gone on uh, and and had an exceptional season, sitting there at nine and two. They beat Air Force this this past weekend. Brian Harson, uh, great job. There were some rumblings there. Maybe he's not the guy, and and the it team that's not going to be as good as the, the the past teams we've had up here. But he's kicked butt. His team is kicked butt. So kudos
1: to them. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Daniel. <laughs> Glad I left you on there. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, there, there you go. Yeah, yeah, boss. He needed that. You fed him the positivity, mm-hmm. and that was that. Uh, All right, so let's talk more about uh, what Michigan ended up doing to, or or Wisconsin ended up doing to Michigan. um, Also, because I picked that one correctly. (laughs) You know, I still feel the same way about Michigan, even after, I mean, why do I keep saying that? Same way about Wisconsin, even after the the win over Michigan. There were two throws there by Hornybrook that made me encouraged. Mm -hmm. There was one that was down the sideline, and then that touchdown pass where he really fitted in there um but it was on the same drive but there's still just like this lack of confidence in him to continue to do that just based on the fact that he always throws yeah. an interception and also just watching him i mean those when i when those two throws happened the ones i just referenced i mean it was like shocking that they happened yeah. and that shouldn't be the case with a team that has this type of Opportunity in front of them. Yeah. So when I now think about projecting, they got Minnesota this week. Oof! And Northwestern put it on Minnesota. I didn't.
2: Yeah. I, we have a what we call a nail biter. I thought that, and that's a close contest. And I thought that would
1: be a nail biter. Ugh. Yeah. Nah. Not Northwestern so did all the biting. But you know, with Ohio State in a championship game against Wisconsin, I still don't. I, there's just not enough there for me to want to believe. Yeah.
2: The defense is there. This is a bona fide great defense that Jim Leonard has filled there at at – uh Wisconsin. They were at it again, knocking Brandon Peters out of the ball game. Michigan moved the ball at times and Peters, speaking of fumbles, uh the big one there in the Texas West Virginia game, it was a big one in the Michigan Wisconsin game early on where Brandon Peters uh is third and goal and I don't know what the heck he was trying to do, but he wasn't gonna get to the goal line. Ends up fumbling. Wisconsin uh recovers, so no points for Michigan at that point. Uh and uh so they had a lead there, you know, early third quarter. Or mid third quarter, and, and just couldn't hold on to it. And and Hornibrook, and I said this on the set Saturday. He, he's like that that clip from the movie Dumb and Dumber. You know, just when I couldn't think, I couldn't possibly think you could do something. Stupider, you go and redeem yourself, and that's that's Honeybrook for you. He throws a pick in the ball game, and yet he gets a twenty-four-yard touchdown pass to AJ Taylor, and it was a beautiful pass uh, over the underneath coverage and, be, and 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 right before you, the, the safety could get there. And so uh, somehow he finds a way to make a play, but he still doesn't have gaudy numbers: nine of nineteen, one forty-three. But he had that beautiful touchdown pass, and he finds a way in the ball game to overcome his turnovers, the defense. They definitely keep you in the ball game, and I was a hell of a slug slugfest early on, and, 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 and early on, and throughout that third quarter until that touchdown pass, and that's when they really uh, took it to, to Michigan. They did that end-around play once again with uh, Kendrick Pryor, the same play that worked against Iowa, worked against Michigan,
1: and it was over by then. Yeah, and I did a Twitter search on Saturday at Hornybrook after the interception, which was his eighth straight. Eight straight games with an interception. Mm -hmm. I did a Twitter search now that I know that the backup is a guy that uh, grew up, his family's like 10 miles away from me, named Jack Cohen. So I did C-O-A-N, Jack Cohen. So I did the Twitter search. I I mean, it's just like... I want Jack Cone, put Jack Cone in there. How could Jack Cone be any worse? I mean, that's what it was. Yeah. You know, uh what a dumb blank and throw, put Jack <laughs> Cone in. It's time to put in Jack Cone. Uh Jack Cone time, please. Jack Cone. I mean, it was just uh it was just over and over again, but I I don't believe that Paul Christ is going to do that unless it no. is totally desperate times. And if you heard him after the game with in the interview and Like, people, it's funny to me because I interviewed him many, many times, and, like, they they think that they can get something out of him with normal questions and smiling. It's not going to happen that way. Like, you're never going to – got to ask him something interesting for him to actually give you an interesting answer. But what he said about Hornybrook is that, you know, he's been doing this. He was defending him there. Mm -hmm. He went out of his Mm -hmm. way to defend him, saying that the guy's been good all year, You know, we've had his back, all these things. So, I mean, unless they're down, like he throws three picks and a half and they're down 21 points and their entire road to a championship is on the line in that big... Ten championship game, I mean, I think it's going to be Hornybrook the entire time.
2: I I agree. I I think it's going to be Hornybrook as well. He's thrown 12 interceptions in Big Ten play, but somehow they overcome it. Uh, They they were down. uh, Once again, it was actually late third, about three minutes left when he hit that touchdown pass uh, to Taylor, and, and they still have yet, along with UCF, to trail in the fourth quarter, the only two teams in the nation that haven't trailed. Uh, in, in that period, so uh, and I think Alabama's in that number as well. Uh, but no, they trailed versus Mississippi State, uh, but you know somehow they they overcome that and they over they're able to. He stubs his toe and then he'll come back and and he'll throw a beautiful pass, make a play that they need at that moment, and it helps when you have a running back like Jonathan Taylor, this freshman, uh, what a beast he is, and 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 just having an incredible season and defensively. You, they, they, they're just nails on that side of the ball, man. Watching them play, it, it's it's fun. Uh, they just they just swarm you, and and, and it helps also when you have a, a punt team. Michigan's punt team, they don't down the damn ball and, and allow Nick Nelson to pick it up and, and run for a score. That was just idiotic on, on uh, Michigan's part. Just gave away a touchdown. Yeah, and other than that. Not a lot of action. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, you, you, you nailed your, uh, your, your, your Notre Dame Navy pick. Yeah, I thought Navy – uh, uh, The North, rain helped. Yeah, that did help. I thought Notre Dame would be able to cover that 17 points. But Navy, yes, it's a difficult offense. But Navy had seen that offense before, see it each and every year. And I thought they'd have – their better athletes would be able to overcome the fact that this is a, a, a triple option that gives people fits. Uh, but Navy played, played well, played tough, and, and – Notre Dame got a big uh, interception late in the ballgame, and then they were able to stop Navy on down. So uh, they bounced back, and, and I know they're still probably hurting from getting that beat down from Miami, but at least they bounced back.
1: James in Arizona on CBS Sports Radio. What's up, James? Yeah, I got a
2: question for you, Brian. Uh, Wisconsin beating Michigan uh, undefeated. Miami undefeated pulling up the win, uh, tough win with Virginia. Is Oklahoma going to get jobbed on
0: this uh, next ranking, given what Baker did uh, on the sideline?
2: I would hope they don't hold that against the team uh, since that's – They know, can't do that. One, yeah, that's one individual. Uh, I, I I think they probably stay right where they are. Uh, Wisconsin, yeah, they beat a ranked team uh, back-to-back weekends. Michigan was, I think, 22nd in, in last week's rankings. Uh, so does that help them? And, and the fact that Oklahoma was playing Kansas and and really didn't – Post a uh, uh, great now what was it final thirty eight to three or something like that yes wait
1: forty one to three
2: forty one to forty one to yeah three. so uh, we'll see I I have no I, I can't I have no barometer on, on this co- committee this season I don't know what the hell they they're gonna point to you know because they keep coming up with different thresholds it's the defense or it's how you played here uh, uh, versus uh, you know a, a team on the road that hadn't won a game or I mean it, they keep fostering these 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 different uh, levels of of confusion. Uh, that's the way I see it because they, they, there's no real answer or rationale for, for how they, they're looking at these teams. You know, the fault Oklahoma on their defense. Are you going to say, well, they played defense this week. They only gave up three points. Well, it was Kansas they were playing. Okay, but you say they don't play defense. They held Kansas the three points. And, and then you'll say another team uh, they, because their quarterback was injured. Uh, we're not going to hold out against them that they didn't play so well. That's what they're saying about Clemson and their loss to Syracuse. Oh, It wasn't a bad loss. You know what? Uh, the only – there are no good losses, but if you lose a close one, uh, I could see you wanting to give a team a little credit for that. But uh, you shouldn't
1: lose to Syracuse. Syracuse is a bad football team. They looked even worse this week. They're bad. Coming up next, we'll give you a sports update, and then A.J. Hawks are going to join us to talk some more college football. Keep it right here. This is
3: and every day I start my morning with listening
1: to you and Jones in the morning. Bogus is back, and he's got an update for us. What's happening, Andrew?
0: Guys on their way from Oakland to Las Vegas. The Raiders made a pit stop yesterday in Mexico City, falling 33-8 to the Patriots. Head coach Jack Del Rio, happy to call Oakland and Nevada home, but not south of the border.
3: They've done a nice job for us the last couple of years. If this was a road game, I'd,
0: I'd enjoy it. If we just stop making them our home games, we'll be fine. Yesterday might have gone differently had Seth Roberts not gotten greedy and fumbled inside the New England 5 in the final seconds of the first half. The patch recovered, promptly kicked a field goal, then scored a touchdown less than a minute after halftime to run away with the win. The Eagles left the Cowboys in the dust on Sunday Night Football, taking the second half 30-zip the game, 37-9. Carson Wentz's team has one eight straight. I think it just
3: shows we're resilient. You know, I think we knew coming into the locker room at halftime, we left a lot out there. You know, I think we knew um, that we were much better than that and we just had to go
0: execute. And um, I think it just shows that we have a lot of belief in each other and we can get the job done. Wentz with two touchdown passes. Dak Prescott a career-high three picks, and he lost a fumble that Philly returned for a touchdown. Bills rookie Nathan Peterman, the first QB since the merger in 1970 to throw five picks in the first half of a game, doing so In his first career start, the Chargers scored 37 points before halftime, beating Buffalo 54-24. The Bills have lost three straight. The Chiefs have dropped four of five after a 12-9 overtime loss at the Giants. New Orleans rallied past Washington 34-31 in OT. The Vikings handled the Rams 24-7. Tampa Bay a 30-20 win in Miami. And the Lions found themselves... In a 17-7 hole in Chicago.
1: Stafford takes the direct snap. Rolls right. Sets those got a man wide open. Inside the five. Into the end zone. Touchdown. Detroit Lions. Marvin Jones. Oh. oh, 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 oh. <laughs> God.
0: Dan Miller
3: lines radio.
1: I think Katie Perry's got to pretend like she thinks it's good. Right. That's that's the part. Yeah. I mean, there's no way she thought that was that's good. That's whack. I mean, she did it because he's an NFL guy yep. and whatever. She can't say that you suck. But I mean, it's. It does sh- suck, but it wasn't that great as they made oh, it out to oh, be. Oh, 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 if you don't. That's. I mean, it's close to sucking. No, I suck. <laughs> that is not close to sucking. Well, but you're not trying out for American Idol. Also, I mean, the, on that scale, yeah. It right, sucks. exactly. I mean, it's all
0: relative mm-hmm. to the scale, the suck scale.
1: <laughs> anyway. <laughs>
0: Uh, Detroit won that game, by the way. Yes. They stopped sucking, and they won twenty-seven, twenty-four 24 Soldier Field. Finally, in Week 11, it's the Seahawks hosting the Falcons on Monday night. Football NBA action last night. The Lakers topped the Nuggets, 127-109, as Lonzo Ball posted his second triple-double, 11 points, 16 rebounds, and 11 assists. Steph Curry had 39 points before fouling out in the Warriors' 118-111 win in Brooklyn, And Detroit won in Minnesota 197. UCLA has fired football coach Jim Mora before the end of his sixth season. And West Virginia QB Will Greer was to have surgery yesterday afternoon for the gruesome, broken right middle finger he suffered in Saturday's 28-14 loss to Texas. Right. How much did the Longhorns pay to go there and win that game? Who did they lose to? Uh Texas. Thank you. Yeah, that's man. what happens. Yeah. Alabama schedules Mercer and wins and West Virginia thought doing the same with Texas. <laughs> then,
2: what how, what? Boy, huh? see huh? what? You gonna what to schedule you for surgery? <laughs> Keep up. <laughs> that was a good
1: line, see? Uh was, I mean, it, it is in there. It is in there somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> it comes out occasionally. That was a good one.
0: <laughs> what? Well, I, I gave, gave you a compliment. I gave you a compliment. It comes out all the time. <laughs> uh, okay your toughness is better when you're dressed like a cpa so maybe you should always <laughs> dress like Because you don't expect exactly. it right? exactly yeah, it's yeah, more yeah, surprising yeah. uh the rangers their six straight home win three nothing over ottawa the flyers and penguins will play at the eagle stadium in 2019 and martin truex jr is your nascar cup champion all
1: right thanks bogus joining us right now aj hawk college football analyst on fox 11 year nfl veteran aj good morning thanks for joining us how are you
3: well, good morning, guys. How are you?
1: We're doing well, and uh, let's talk some Big Ten football as Wisconsin remains undefeated. They take care of Michigan at home. I still have my concerns about them winning the Big Ten championship game and then moving on to the college football playoff. Uh, is this a team that's good enough to win that Big Ten title game? You're right, Brian, <laughs> with that Big Ten title game uh, and uh, and then get into the get into the playoff.
3: I mean, right now they look like it, but you never really know, I guess, until they're truly tested. And, and I think that test is going to be in a couple of weeks in the Big Ten Championship when they play, uh, they play Ohio State. The good thing for Wisconsin, I guess, is they, I'm sure they believe they are good enough to, to be in the college football playoffs, but. They get the chance to prove it. If they can beat Ohio State, we know there's no real controversy. They're going to be in, and, and they get to test themselves.
1: As it stands right now, you think that that is likely or or not? you like Ohio State in that game? you like Wisconsin in that game?
3: I honestly have no idea. It depends on who shows up, for sure, on, on the Ohio State side of the ball. We don't know exactly week to week what you're getting when you watch Ohio State play. If, if it's Ohio State that we saw in the fourth quarter against Penn State, I, I like Ohio State. But if it's Ohio State... The team that showed up to play Iowa, I'm not sure that's going to be a rough one for them. So it's going to be a battle. I mean, it's going to be. It, this is like a true Big Ten test, no question. Wisconsin, Ohio State, especially how this Wisconsin team is old school. They've never changed. That's what I do respect about them. They don't. They've never tried to go to the spread offense. They've never tried to really try any of the the newish type fads. They just stick to what works, and they're playing great football.
2: You played on some great defenses there uh, at Ohio State. Where would you rank this Wisconsin defense?
3: That's a good question. Uh, I mean, they're up there, no question. They really are, and Jim Lennon I know is a D coordinator who I played against Jim. I know how great of a player he was, and I've, I've seen some stuff and some stories they've done on him, and I love his attitude, and his guys really buy in. Uh, I, honestly, to really rank like to judge them you have to kind of see them against like multiple games i think against elite teams and and we'll see that obviously the big ten championship will be a huge test and then if they do get in the playoffs and they can continue to have a, a very stout season, yeah they're up there with, with with some of the some of the greats
1: geo and jones with aj hawk across the country on cbs sports radio uh what do you think about the committee thus far and how they've determined their top four teams. Or are you in agreement with them most of the time or not?
3: Uh, there's always one or two that I maybe would shift around, I guess. Uh, I never really worry too much about the rankings. If I was a player if I, if I was a coach, it, you got to wait until everything kind of plays out. and You just want to be near near that top four if you're one of those teams and, and realize that you'll make it. But I don't know. I mean, I, I'm with them. and I would have never taken Alabama out of the top spot. I'd keep Alabama number one all season. I know. I heard you guys actually before I came on. You're talking about them. what's scheduling Mercer? I know <laughs> that's a that's a, a thing people have issue with, and I, I understand a bit. I was actually watching one of the Fox games that Gus Johnson and Joel Clatt called this week, and they they popped up what happened during that day of all the teams and who was it? Alabama played Mercer and someone else in the SEC played played a one of Auburn. Auburn had
1: well, ULM. Well, I mean okay. Clemson played the Citadel. Yeah.
3: There you go. Yeah, and Joel Klatt just lost his mind on there. It was hilarious listening to him talk about. We got to do something about this. Are you kidding me? Late in the year, these teams. It was it was fun to to hear him say that. But now nah, I'm not, I'm kind of with the the committee. I I'm not too far off. I don't think they've done anything crazy yet.
2: Now take me through Michigan Ohio State week because uh, I'm interested in this those rivalry games. What's that like? And and you you've heard this your entire career. Uh, each game is alike, there's no different and you feel a difference though when it's a week like this don't you?
3: Yeah, you definitely do when it's, it's Ohio State-Michigan it, it's, like it's a whole week, it truly is and even I grew up in Ohio and I didn't know how big of a deal it was until I got to Ohio State, I, I knew, I grew up about an hour and a half away, but we had like Michigan week in elementary school where you're wearing a different Ohio State thing each week and as, as each day builds you get more excited to watch the game uh, but when you're at Ohio State, you're Sunday after you watch films, uh, six days before the game. So what they did just yesterday, they'll you'll watch a film, you get your workout in, and you come out in the indoor facility, and the whole band is out there doing script Ohio, and it's a tradition that the, all the players will go and kind of grab an instrument and fall in line, and you do the script Ohio with the band. And every day there's something like that going on that's, uh, that that runs deep with the, the history and tradition of that rivalry. And obviously Michigan isn't as good as they have been, really, sometimes in the past, but they're still, uh, they're still good, and it's, it's good to, to go up to Ann Arbor and get a win any way you can, so I know that's what Ohio State plans on doing.
1: Why do you think Ohio State's been so finicky? Can you put your finger on it?
3: I wish I could. I, I try to – luckily I get to see Urban Meyer every once in a while, and trust me, that's not one of the top questions I ask him. I mean, huh. that's usually not – Right, right. Why, not, why are you right, so right. inconsistent, hey, right? <laughs> hey, Coach. How, how you doing, Coach? Good to see you. Why, why, how come your team looks like two completely different teams this year at different times? Um, I heard someone say that Ohio State is bipolar this, this year, and I don't know what the exact definition would be, but it's true. Like Every week when you turn it on, you're like, okay, what team are we going to see today? Uh, you just hope that they – you're an Ohio State fan and, and you're on the coaching staff that they, they choose the right time to, to play – play those great games, and you hope they, they kind of got those bad ones out of the way.
2: Now, speaking of being finicky, Iowa, they put 55 on Ohio State, then they lose uh, at Wisconsin, and then they lose at home to Purdue. Uh, what is going on with the Hawkeyes? How do you fall apart like that after such a big win versus Ohio State?
3: That—that that, You're right. The, the Purdue one really, that's one that you, you definitely have to question. Like, what – What is going on? And sometimes when I I look at it, I I see, especially calling some college games this year, I realize, like, hey, these are kids. These guys have a lot of stuff going on in their lives, 18 to 22-year-old kids. And a lot of times stuff off the field, whatever it may be, whether your tests, your finals you're taking, depending on how much time you got at the facility compared to your schoolwork, whatever, there's a lot going on in these young guys' brains, so... Who knows what you're going to get? I guess week to week, and you kind of see it in the NFL too. I mean, look at the NFL. We don't know who's who. Like, who's there, a couple teams are starting to separate themselves now, but from week to week, it's just really weird to see. Like, the Kansas City Chiefs are six and four right now. They were setting the world on fire early this year, so it's it's kind of a. I guess that's what makes it fun to watch.
1: Geo and Jones with AJ Hawk across the country on CBS Sports Radio. Speaking of the NFL, how painful is it for you to watch the Green Bay Packers just? Fade away with the injury to Aaron Rodgers.
3: I mean, I guess we're really you're really getting a good chance to see how great Aaron really is, and I've been preaching that for years and years. I've seen it up close for so many years. He just what he does is absolutely special, and I it's, it's a tough uh, a tough thing for for Brett Hundley to, to come in and try to even uh just play half as good as Aaron Rodgers because of what he has done over the years and how comfortable he feels in that offense, but yeah, to get shut out at home, is not a, it's not a good look anytime. time, so for the Packers, I don't know. Their defense, they, they held up as long as they could, at least yesterday against the Ravens, and you just can't hang on forever. You've got to find a way to score some points if you're that offense. Yeah,
2: I was, I was... I was going to ask you about the defense, Don Capers' defense. Is there any area, any particular area that's lacking on that D?
3: Uh, I mean, I'd have to look exactly at their numbers. I, they would like to get after the quarterback a little bit more. I know Nick Perry has, has some good numbers, and Clay Matthews actually exited the game. He had a good sack and got hurt yesterday with a groin. Who knows how long he's out. I think, honestly, in their secondary, they've had to rotate so many guys in throughout last season and this season with injuries. I mean, last season, at, at one point, they have guys they are promoting off the practice squad at the week of a game, and all of a sudden they're throwing in their playing corner covering number one receivers so what they've had to try to to make up for in, in injuries has been really tough it's just been at times too much to handle and then throw that, on top of that you lose Aaron Rodgers as your quarterback like what not only the points that he puts up and the time of possession but just the mental that, that, that has to kind of wear on that whole team mentally at some point realizing that we're not getting Aaron back anytime soon and we need to find a way to score some points
1: who do you think has the best defense in the NFL right now
3: Wow! So i i went on a i went on a radio show in uh, in Baltimore early this season after the Ravens. I think remember when the Ravens came out like gangbusters the first mm-hmm. couple games. Their defense was on fire. I compared them to the two thousand Ravens with Ray and then they gave up like sixty five a day later. So I, I don't know if I'm I'm <laughs> good judge that, but I love the Minnesota Vikings defense. I really do. Mike Zimmer, who was in Cincinnati. Went to Minnesota, so I've got to play in that scheme a little bit. I was in Cincinnati for one season, and when you can, they kind of have they've perfected that scheme that Mike Zimmer has, and they have his attitude. They go after the ball, they rush the passer, and they just they play good tight D. So I really really like Minnesota's defense.
2: Well, let's get into the weeds here. Uh, what uh, walk me through the scheme because he's more of a four three guy, isn't he?
3: Yeah, he he is. I'm not. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they're still doing there. It's a lot of like quarter. It's a lot of like combo coverages. Usually, they they don't run a whole lot of exotic blitzes. You don't. You don't see them try to really trick the offense, which is what I love as a defense. Like, hey, we're going to dictate to you what we want you to do. We're not going to let you dictate to us. And I always like that as a defensive guy to where it doesn't matter how many guys and different personnel groupings they run on and off the field. We're going to stick with whatever defense we have in whether usually it's, it's like a, a nickel look with two inside backers and they have two very good linebackers there mm-hmm. and they're going to they're gonna try to get four man pressure and they're going to play tight coverage mm-hmm. quarters little cover two mix it up here with some blitzes at, at good times and uh, and they're going to take the ball away and, and that's what they're doing at a very high level.
2: Gee I love playing quarters coverage. you just four deep Okay, it's it's zone, but you got some man principles in there, all
1: right. All right, all right. Someone comes to that zone, you latch on them. Okay, good to me, man. you got it. All yeah. right, that's what we're running. Latch on. Uh, I asked uh, Frank Garcia, former Carolina Panther, about this because he still does, you know, covers their games. But you know, when I watched Luke Kuechly, I used to watch him and say, "Man, this guy's just amazing because he flies around. He's one of the best linebackers in football." But now I watch him and I'm like, "Stop playing, man! You had too many concussions. Like, I'm worried about you." As a former linebacker, I'm assuming that you still love watching him play the position. But does that start to enter your mind a little bit more now, knowing what we know about concussions and players in their post-playing career having to deal with some of that stuff?
3: Yeah, it definitely does. And, and Luke is unbelievable. Like I've been watching Luke play for a long time, and just to, I don't, he's so smart and dissects uh, plays so quickly. And then he get like, he's, he's everywhere. When you watch a game, he literally is everywhere. And I, I love his attitude and he. He doesn't back down. He, he seems to be a bit crazy, which is fun to watch on the field. And But, yeah, you, it gets to a point. It's like when you watch some guys. I'm a big MMA fan. and You watch some MMA fighters say they get a little bit older. And I'm not saying Luke's older, but I'm just in general. And it goes from a point to where, yes, I'm excited to watch this guy fight. I can't wait to, okay, I'm kind of worried going in. Like, I just hope he doesn't get knocked out and doesn't take another big shot to the head. And, and I feel that watching a lot of guys around the league. Uh, it's hard not to let that creep into your brain, I guess. Even though we don't, you know, it's not black and white. We don't know everything going on right now with CTE and post-football life. But yeah, when, when you see a guy have multiple concussions, especially with his one, with Luke's when he was crying on the field, who knows exactly the the whole story there? It's it's uh, it's really tough to watch, and you just you just hope to see him out there healthy.
2: Who will be crying Saturday afternoon, Michigan or? how Ohio, Ohio State fans. <laughs>
3: there you go. I mean, I, I would—you would imagine Michigan fans are, are going to be be crying a bit. It's tough to—I uh, don't know. Michigan with quarterback going down, they have a lot of a lot of things up against them. They graduated so many so many guys last season. Hardball's had a big test this year, and I think Ohio State they're going to be ready. I think they're going to come out and play well against Michigan. So I, I would imagine they get the win.
1: AJ, thanks for the time this morning. We appreciate it.
2: All right, thanks, guys. Thanks, man. Now, did you see the little boy crying at the Wisconsin-Michigan game? I did see that, yes. That was
1: hilarious. <laughs> he, yeah. he was
2: bawling. I know. Oh, man. That I, was
1: after Wisconsin's first touchdown, and he was just bawling his eyes off. I, I just – got a long time to suffer as a sports fan. It shouldn't start that early. Shouldn't? It should not start <laughs> that early. It, <laughs> it really should not. Or at least have it end early then. Like, mm-hmm. you can't be doing it for that long of your life to be that upset about yeah. it. But – It's just tough. Let it out. Yeah, I guess so. Let it out, kid. I told you I cried after one loss. That was it. Which loss? Ah, wait. Two losses. Two losses. Which loss? I'll tell you. Coming up next. Greg Giannotti, Brian Jones on CBS Sports Radio.
0: Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it.
1: First was 1998 NFC Championship game, and that was the loss of the Falcons, you know, the worst right. one of yep. all time where they were a at least a double-digit favorite in that game. Yep. Yep. The Gary Anderson missed field goal and losing in overtime, 15-1 and team, the whole thing. There was that. The other one. Was one I already knew my team was going to lose the series, but the way that it happened and the fact that I was there, I left having shed a tear. It wasn't as much as the the breakdown that I had after the '98 championship game, but it was 2000 World Series mm. <laughs> leaving Shea Stadium, mm. and it was an anger cry. Oh man, I was so angry. Then got out and then it wasn't like I think it, it might have been a tear or two. So you were how old at that point? You were I was I was I was old enough not to be crying. Right. <laughs> um, exactly. I was eighteen. I was sixteen and eighteen. Yeah. So this is why I said when mm. that little kid, it makes me think, you know, at some point you gotta stop. Yeah. Right? Yeah, um I, I hear you. Because uh, then you turn into me, which is which just ruins sections of my life <laughs> the things I had no control over. I used to ball when my teens would lose when I was when I was younger. I can't remember. I have
2: shed tears over success of my teams. What's that feel like? That's great. But uh, tears over them losing, no. I have not. No. You just said you did. No. I mean,
1: when I was a child, yes. Okay, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but you were 17, 18. Uh, 16 and 18. Yeah.
2: yeah. I mean, that's. No, not with the, with them losing, no. Well, no, was my no, no, wheelhouse, no. man. No, no, no. You got to be way over that by then. And you know
1: what? I was right because I haven't won anything since. No,
2: you there's no crying when you're 16-17 oh, yeah. on your team losing. Uh,
1: 16, game no, like that. No, no. Yeah. no. You, know, you
2: just take the pain. No crying. I took it, and that's the way I dealt with it. No, no, no. You can cry tears of joy, but losing tears, No. That's how into it I was. Well, I understand. I'm into it as well, and I was into it at that age. But there was no crying.
1: Yeah, but you had experienced some horrible stuff. I had not. (laughs) So I repressed my feelings. No, this is. (laughs) I'm I'm totally being honest about this. Like because things were going well for me, you know, I was in high school, didn't really have any traumatic experiences. It's an only child. I got a lot of attention. My parents were still together. I had a great friend base. I played sports. It's <laughs> so like the worst thing that was going on for me was that. Your sports teams. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I, I'm dead serious.
2: I understand. puts it in perspective, but that's not the reason I wasn't shedding tears at that point
1: about my team's losing. Well, I think that has something to do with it. It we'll would be like, no. that's not that big of a deal
2: considering I wish I could this. have uh, broken it down in, in, in that manner, but no. it Just I gotten over it. I mean, it still hurt when they lost, but right. cry?
1: No. <laughs> it was still painful, but cry no. All right. All right. Well, keep making me feel bad about it, man. <laughs> you should. <laughs> I mean, I know there's a part of it that's pathetic, trust me. Mm, I like, understand that. Yeah. One of these days you're mm-hmm. going to get your championship.
2: One of these days, man.
1: Well, I did, but at this point it doesn't it doesn't mean much.
2: Like the, the it wouldn't mean much if Minnesota Vikings this 2017 version of Minnesota Vikings got to a Super Bowl. That would not mean much to you. No.
1: Yes, it would. It really would. I'm being honest with you, it wouldn't. I tell you the one that would mean more would be the Mets because of my mom. Because she Mm. cares so much. Mm -hmm. So I can watch her be happy about it. Now, she only rooted for the Vikings because I did. Mm. So, I mean, that would be cool to see. And that's what I thought I was going to get. And I brought her to a World Series game when they went to the uh, the World Series and lost to the Royals. So I brought her to that one. Right. You know, I just that, – that would be cool because I grew up going to games with her. She brought me a lot of games when I was younger. So so that but, – but it wouldn't be for me, you know. And the Vikings thing, I don't know, man. I mean, it would be – sure, it would be cool if they went to a Super Bowl in Minnesota. Oh, it'd be real cool. But I wouldn't – it's just not the same. It just isn't the same. I, you know how it is, man. Yeah. You get older, it's just not the same. I, I, I would agree.
2: So you wouldn't want to go to that Super Bowl if they made it there and they're playing in their home stadium. Um.
1: No. Wow. No, I'd rather. I even said that when I was into it that I wouldn't want to be there. Huh? I'd want to watch it on television. Okay. So I could like kind of enjoy the whole mm. experience all that right. way. Cool. So I mean, I so just So I won't have to take you to the Maxim party then. Well, that's a different thing now. <laughs> oh, you, you know, go to the
2: Maxim party. That's but a you different. That's game. a different thing. Oh, all right.
1: I don't know. I just think that you get to a point in your life you celebrate your own accomplishments. Not not a bunch of guys that don't know you's accomplishments. Ah. Right. <laughs> right. Like, I just, that's my kind of my take. Okay. That's you know? cool. So if there's see. something going on that you're like, you feel good about, you celebrate that. Right. You soak that in.
2: All right. If they go, we're going to the maximum party, and maybe I'll, I'll end up in the Scientology tent again.
1: Because <laughs> they're still texting me. Yeah, I was going to say, can we share that story? Yeah, why not? So somehow, I, uh, Brian, well, two years ago, yeah. when we went to the Super Bowl in San Francisco, somehow ends up in this... Scientology tent. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how or why. I don't know how either. It's the it, alcohol's fault.
2: It must have been. <laughs> I'm holding these two cans with a string connecting them. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then these people they in the Scientology tent are still contacting yeah. you as of this morning.
2: Uh, actually, it was a text from last evening. Yeah. And I just saw it this morning. Yeah.
1: And I'm looking up this celebrity, Sintra. I was like, this is damn Scientology. Yeah, quit texting me. Right? They, I mean, they must be really, really up against it in man. recruitment. If they're reaching back two years to get you, <laughs> exactly. You know, maybe, we need to save him. <laughs> maybe they saw the picture on Twitter and like, oh, ah! he's right in our wheelhouse. <laughs> this is this is the type of guy that we need. But they probably look. I, they're so wacky. They probably looked you up and was like, oh man, national TV, mm-hmm. national radio. This would be great for our brand. That's probably what they're saying. Uh, I, I, <laughs>
2: who knows what they're saying? I, I just saw a, a message from Ginny. Hey, Ginny, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. I met you in, uh, in, at Super Bowl at the Maxim Party. Oh, okay. I don't recall it, but okay. What's yeah. happening, Ginny? Then you look it up and it's Scientology, folks. Boy, what, <laughs> Damn. A, what a
1: buzzkill, huh? Yeah. <laughs> what a buzzkill. This picture is, is priceless. <laughs> That's straight out of old oh, Mills. You're, you're looking it? at yourself. <laughs> look funny. at you. Oh, that is hilarious! Well, that now you know what we're seeing. I mean, you're just sort of yeah, you're giving off that vibe. <laughs> <which> is remarkable. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Scientology, I think, be good for you. You think? Yeah, now I'm thinking Let's about try it out. All yeah, right. give it a shot. Uh, I may contemplate it. You know what they do? They do this thing called auditing, where you sit down with somebody and just spill out everything that's happened. I think to you. that's what they were trying to do to me at the Maxim party. But watch out, because that's part of the trap. Oh yeah, because then they have you, and they're like, "Hey, if you leave us, we're going to tell the world about this, 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 this." Oh and really? This. Oh yeah. I
2: probably didn't share too much with them when they were auditing <laughs> me. I, I mean, I did a lot of cursing. I recall that. Oh, they probably didn't like that. No, they probably did, but I didn't know it was. I was being audited. You're being audited.
1: They oh. got you on file. That's why oh, they're still that's texting that's you. That's why they tell "Lose my number." Go call Tom Cruise. They already got him. Coming up next, <laughs> one of my worst predictions. Unfolding in front of our eyes. Geo and Jones, CBS Sports Radio.
0: Why? Why?
1: If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this. Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours.
0: Why? Why?
1: Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good
0: question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com
1: slash 5G home for details.